Welcome to the Lowdown. Hi there, it's Alan Mitchell on Sports 1440. Thrilled to be here. Today's show, the NFL will dominate the weekend. We know it. The Jays are in Kansas City. Need to run it back as a sweep. And hockey news making louder noises. We're getting closer now. And so the PTOs and I think maybe trades. There's some goalies out there. And there's some goalie needs out there. We may see something here in the next while. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. You can text or call 1-833-401-1440. Twitter at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. Uh, the Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but the same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Our guest today, Tyler Uremchuk, will be here. Good friend of the show, former producer. One day I'll do the uh, rankings of the top producers of The Lowdown. That should, that should be fun. I have really good people and they all go on to extreme wealth and, and, and fame and pain. So you got that to look forward to, Kruger. Uh, our guest today, Lansky and Uremchuk, uh, Uremchuk at 1220, Lansky at one o'clock today. We'll have NHL rumors after one o'clock. And in two shakes, we're going to tell you Declan has a brand new feature on Fridays that we're going to get into. We're going to have the first one today uh, at 1240. Are you ready for that? Are you ready? Are you, do you want to tease that now or do you want to tell people what it is? How do you want to proceed with this, Mr. Kruger? Yeah. So essentially every Friday, I think I'm going to keep, I'm going to give out a list of my top five of whatever the subject may be. I'm going to have some fun with it some days. This time I kept it pretty, uh, pretty, a pretty straight shot. It's going to be the five best players in North American sports to never win a championship. Now I can't do all sports because I'm not well versed enough in cricket or, or polo or some of those sports where I'm sure there are some big names who never won a championship. So I stuck to what I know. Uh, but I think it's a pretty good list. Very excited to hear what the listeners listeners have to say. But it's a segment I'm really excited about, and uh, hopefully we can have some fun. So if, if you if I said you know, I know you know a lot about MMA. I know you a lot know a lot about football. I certainly know about hockey. Um, I think, and but highlight we suck at right. Like we're just no good at all. And I think maybe uh, field hockey would not be our strength. Field ho- definitely not one of my strengths. No field hockey players made the list. So if you were okay. tuning in for that, it's it's time to turn off the station, go do something else right now. Uh, there will be no field hockey athletes. I'm sure there are some out there who deserve to be on the list. Uh, but I, I maybe I should maybe I should change the name to the the four major ma- North American sports leagues. That's probably more apt. Uh, but yeah. I think it's a good list. I think people are going to like it, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say as well. Well, I've got a few that I'm wondering about, but they're old school, so you may not know them. By the way, I have to tell you, I want to thank a shout out today to Riverdale Landing Dental uh, in St. Albert. I had a dental procedure yesterday. They were very professional, very kind, very patient with me. Um, now, I am on some medication today for pain and some antibiotics as well, so I'm a little loopy, Declan. And that often, when I'm like this, I say the first thing that pops into my head. Historically, that has proven to be a bad decision. Well, hold on. You're telling me you weren't loopy for the first three days? No, I so, was straight arrow, man. Okay, so I'm excited to see what it's going to look like now, if now I'm you're on, feeling loopy. I'm on no alcohol, no All mushrooms. Right. I might have some tomato soup in me, but I think that's fine. Um, while we're on the subject of not being on the subject of sports, may I just say, uh, Slate is a wonderful publication. Everybody loves it. But they had an article about Martin Short today asking why America puts up with them. And I consider that an act of war against Canada by the United States. You know, we would laugh at their comedians if they had any. And Martin Short is the best we have. Why are they treating him so poorly? I don't get it. It's just a mean-spirited article about a wonderful man. 
I don't I don't like it and I and I I would encourage you to text me with your favorite Martin Short moments. I have many of them. When he was on SNL with Pat Sajak and he did this giant leap into a chair, the funniest physical comedy in the history of that show. Text us. Let us know your favorite Martin Short movie or moment. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It's time to honor the guy. He's brilliant, and of course, he's part of that wonderful show that I like to watch. Leon Drysaddle's availed. Did you see that yesterday? He is. You know, he is great in front of the camera. Great quotes. Uh, he is comfortable. He's funny, but he can be serious, and he can he can. Uh, deliver complicated responses in a way that everybody, under, well, almost everybody understands. Leon Dreisaitl is very good in front of the camera. Most hockey players are not. Not trying to be critical. I'm no good in front of the camera. But most hockey players are, basically, they do a, a some kind of a riff on what Wayne Gretzky used to do. Well, we got to get in there and work really hard and uh, do this. and Or Ryan Smith, same thing. And it's, it's just that it's predictable. Leon Dreisettle is not predictable, and I appreciate him for that. Oilers should be publishing their Penticton Stars list soon. I have three kids worth paying attention to. We'll do that later in the show on the rumors segment. There's three guys that you are going to Penticton who are like under the radar guys that I think you should be paying attention to. Uh, Jay Woodcroft was on with Bob yesterday. Can we say that? I think we can. Um, nothing major, but I thought the mentioning of Broberg and Holloway as players the coaching staff believed in was important. I think Broberg last year, there were times that he pl- was in there and playing well, but they they really liked the the length of DeHarnay, and he's a lefty, Broberg is, so there was no place for him. They need to find a place this year. And uh, whether that impacts Kulak or, or Cody Cece, I don't know. Injuries usually take care of this, but it's something to think about. Basketball World Cup Canada versus USA in the bronze medal at the FIBA World Cup. Yeah, they unbelievable. Germany and Serbia going for the gold. Big upset win for Germany today against the United States of America. The U.S. in basketball is like Canada in hockey for most of my lifetime. Not now. Canada loses the gold medal game in hockey. Nobody goes, oh, my God, the world has stopped. But back in the day, Canada was expected to win gold every time. The basketball belongs to the United States. And yet, it's Serbia and Germany going for the gold. Wild stuff. Hockey Hall of Fame from the U.S. side, 2023 inductees, Dustin Brown, filthy player, Jamie Langenbrenner, Brian Burke, referee Brian Murphy, uh, and Olympic champion Katie King-Crowley. Great list, great people. Brown was responsible for many injuries, uh, but he, you know, I mean, a few guys who are Canadian and are in the Hall of Fame are also Responsible for a few injuries. Uh, recommended reading for you today. Eric DeHatchik at the Atlantic Athletic breaking down uh, the teams that won summer. Oilers are not on the list, although I do think they had a good summer. They didn't have a lot of room to wheel, uh, but getting Connor Brown was a big deal. And I do like little moves like the Jaden Grube acquisition. That'll pay off in Bakersfield and one hopes eventually for the Edmonton Oilers. But it's an interesting article by the hat. And then they also have at the Athletic a complete NFL preview. And if you want to get in, I, I know most people are already, you know, in the fantasy. How did your fantasy team do last night? 
Well, I was one of the unfortunate ones who had Travis Kelsey on my fantasy team, so uh, that one didn't work out uh, on account of him, you know, not playing the game. Uh, I had to pick up Noah Gray. He did okay. Got some got some catches, got some yards, did pretty much what was expected of him, I'll say. But the biggest disappointment, even bigger than Travis Kelsey not playing for me, was Jameer Gibbs. I had him as a second-round pick. He ended up with, I think it was like 60 total yards, a couple catches, and David Montgomery was the workhorse for the Lions. Uh, disappointing for Jameer Gibbs fantasy owners and Jameer Gibbs fans, which I which I like to fashion myself. So n- overall, overall, I I grade myself a C minus on Ooh, my first fantasy very day. Hard yeah, grader. I know, but I I had some I had some big time investments, some big time draft picks on that game yesterday. So hopefully the rest of the weekend can only be up from here. But I will say we're starting off on a bad note. So when I was watching the game, I thought, well, maybe they're going with the veteran instead of your young rookie running back. But the, what I came away with from that game, in all honesty, is Kadarius Tony needs another job. You can't drop that many passes. He, there is still a notion about Kadarius Tony. The whole team really. Sky Moore had a couple drops. Jarek McKinnon had a bad one. But Kadarius Tony, there's still a notion floating around him that since he was a first round pick, 20th overall back in 2021, the 10 touchdowns at Florida, that he is still some, some all world NFL talent. And it's just not true. We saw it on display last night. Can't catch a cold. Can't, I can't believe I woke up this morning and he was still on the roster. I don't know what they do with him. There's no solidified target with Travis Kelsey out. But he, he was the story of the night. I mean, Mahomes was doing what Mahomes does, scrambling, moving east to west in the back of the pocket, trying to make plays, and his receivers just couldn't bail him out. I felt bad for him. They needed to fire the whole receiving core into the sun because I think the guy that that Mahomes would have counted on last night was injured, but you still should win that football game. All credit in the world to the Lions. They won. Yes, and the Lions are so easy to root for. Lovable underdogs. You love it now. Question, my question of the day to you, do you think Patrick Mahomes could play quarterback and receiver? Because he might have to coming up here. He's so good. I mean, I they Chiefs and Mahomes beat my Eagles in the Super Bowl, but I can't get mad at him. He's so gifted. He, you know, I never want to talk about who's the greatest quarterback in the history of time because, you know, for me it would be Montana, but I understand the brilliance of Brady and I, those who think Manning is, I get that. I understand it. But from the point of view of excitement and and brilliance Mahomes we have to wait to see how this turns out but even now I don't know how you exclude him from at least talking about being the greatest the conversation around Aaron Rodgers used to be he may not be the greatest but he's the most talented football thrower of the football ever excuse me right I think that title has been passed along to to Patrick Mahomes obviously we have you know a short time frame to time frame to uh to base it on but I think the things he's done the accomplishments already I think he deserves that title he may he may not be the greatest he may not be the greatest yet he may never get there but I think when you talk about the most talented thrower of the football ever it's Patrick Mahomes we talked uh, early in the segment about Martin Short, who a writer in the States at Slate is just going after him. Uh, and I look, I, I understand clicks because I'm in that industry, but this was way over the top. And it might have been the headline writer because sometimes that happens. Not with me. Israel treats me so well. He always he's a gift. But there are people who write a story and then the headline writer writes something that will get the clicks, and I think that might be the case. But I asked you for your favorite Martin Short movie, moment, whatever the case may be. Got to be Three Amigos. We have that coming in already. A lot of Three Amigos, now that I look at it. Uh, Martin Short, as Jiminy Glick, is brilliant. I legit LOL. He's an icon. That comes from Ed. Um, Inner Space. What do you anything you like or do you even know who Martin Short is? You're so young. No, I do know who Martin Short is. Was he on SCTV as well? I think he was. I believe he was for a season or two. See, my introduction to Martin Short came with the Santa Claus 3. 
Oh, so dear. probably a little different than most, but I think he was in Father of the Bride with Steve Martin, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, he was in Three Amigos. Yeah, Three Amigos, in, uh, of course. Um, I, I think Father of the Bride, for me, was probably the one that stands out the most. But like I said, I'm a little bit younger. Santa Claus 3 is kind of how I got introdu- introduced to the whole thing. So I may not have I may not have the uh, the feelings that some of the texters or that you do. If you get a chance, and I don't know if I haven't looked for it, I haven't Googled it, but if you get a chance to go to um, watch... Um, Martin Short as Ed Grimley on with Pat Sajak on SNL. It physically was the funniest thing I've ever seen on that show, and I've seen a lot of funny stuff. And it was, I just, I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard. He was so good. Low Tide, I started watching Only Murders in the Building because of your tweets, or X they're called now, and thank you. What an amazing show. Love the casting. Any more suggestions? Jay. I don't because that's, like, I I only fall in love with shows every 20 years or so. The last one was Six Feet Under, and I I cried at the end of that. I don't know if you remember the, the, the last episode, but it was crushing. It really was. And I cared for all of the characters, and there were some characters in there that you maybe wouldn't want to, but I did by the end. I loved them all. They were like family to me. And the next one after that that I really felt the same way about was Only Murders. I mean, I love Seinfeld, but I... I see Seinfeld all the time, so it's not like it really went away like Six Feet Under did. Do you ever sit back and think think about how much better Seinfeld would have been if Martin Short played Jerry Seinfeld and the show no, was just called Short? No, I, I think Jerry is okay. the, the thing that made the thing that made Seinfeld great. Larry David's writing that, and Jerry was the the straight man. The funny people were everybody around him, and that's why it was great. He was he was like the Jack Benny. Which nobody knows, but that's Jack Benny was like that. Everybody was funny except Jack Benny, and Jack Benny was the victim on everything, and that's what made it funny. And Seinfeld was very similar to that. Like you know, he'd get arrested and he'd go, "Oh, it's so sophisticated." <laughs> I read somewhere that Larry David's only rule in the writers' room was that no character was ever allowed to learn from their mistakes. That was the only thing he wanted to be constant and consistent throughout the whole show. So. He, he's he's brilliant. He Larry David has has reconstructed television, at least the humorous part of it, and he's done a great job. Okay, we're late. We've been rambling. It's Friday. You can already tell we've got a loose feel around here. Your M Chuck's waiting, tapping those gigantic feet, waiting for his opportunity. It's all on the way. We've got a good time ahead. We've got Lansky. We've got. Uh, uh, what are we going to call your feature so that I can hang a name on it? I know. I really haven't thought of anything creative. I just, I have it as Declan's list, which doesn't really roll off the tongue. No, no emotion or passion behind it. We'll think of something. We'll think of some phonetic and allegorical. Well, I really now, haven't thought of anything really is in keeping with the show spirit. Right, so well course. done there. All right. You're listening to The Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick on Sports 1440. It's The Lowdown on Sports 1440. Interrupting that song is should be like a criminal offense, but here I am anyway. And we're hanging out until 2 o'clock today when our friend Jason Greger will be by. And right now, a dear friend of the show, former producer of the show, vaulted the show into great, great heights and then took off and made his own fortune elsewhere. Tyler Uramchuk joins us now. How are you? Fortune is a very loose term these days. Look, you got people shopping at Ikea. You are big time, let me tell you. Something I think 90% of our listeners could relate to. Um, <laughs> my significant other had the day off work and said, I have to go make a return at Ikea. Hmm. Low tide, it was never just going to be the return. Because you, you drive all the way out there, and yeah. it's not just enough to have Swedish meatballs. And oh. look at this crazy thing that they've got. The shelving saves so much space. 
Yeah, I think I might be getting a new kitchen island. I don't even know how that works. Oh, I'm sure. Happening. With Ikea, it's just an Allen wrench and 20 hours <sighs> later and you're good. Yep. So let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup a year ago. I'm still doing that. I think they're in the window. Are they better than they were a year ago? With the understanding that Matthias Ekholm wasn't here last fall. Yeah, so I'm working on a little thing right now uh, for Oilers Nation, counting down my 10 biggest storylines heading into next season, kind of like the X factors that will define the campaign in a way. And I'll be honest, there's a lot that I, as I'm writing through these 10, that I'm like, that's a big positive. That has the potential to be a big positive. Like you mentioned a year of Matthias Ekholm. You know when him and Evan Bouchard were on the ice together last year at 5-on-5 in those 21 games? They outscored the opposition by like 20 goals. Like it wasn't even close. That's a big one. Jack Campbell's not going to be an 888 goalie again. He's going to be much better. If he's a 905, how many more wins is that worth? This team almost won the West with a guy who had an 888 save percentage who played like 38 of their games. Crazy. Uh, when is that coming out? Because I'll need to repurpose that for my athletic article next week. Yeah, I think part one's going to drop next week, and then mm. the 10 will go from then till the end of September. All right, sounds good. Now, the 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 only thing we really have to talk about, I think, is the last forward on the roster, Gagne, Sutter, uh, Lavoie, who is mm-hmm. waiver eligible. Do you have a favorite in that horse race? You know me. I'm a big vibes guy. The vibes of Sam Gagne are immaculate. Him making this team as the last forward is great. Brandon Sutter, that storyline is great, right? Hasn't played in a couple of years, itching to get back in the league, you know, trying to prove that he can still do it. The problem and the biggest thing working against them is what you said. Lavoie's waiver eligible. Yeah. Sutter and Gagne won't get claimed. They'd go down to Bakersfield and pass through. Gagne could do the Spezza thing where he goes, I'm going to retire if anyone claims me. Those two guys need to play, and Lane Peterson, I guess. So those three need to play so well that the Oilers can stomach waving Raphael Lavoie. A second-round pick, a guy they've put years of development into. Yeah. Do you want to wave him because 35-year-old Sam Gagne had a couple of good preseason games? I love Gagne. I want to see him here so bad. Again, vibes. But that's a big hurdle. Plus, goal scorers are the most... It's the hardest thing to do, so they have high value. Uh, Gregor... Uh, is hearing voices about maybe another signing or PTO. Sometimes his voice is in his head. Sometimes mm-hmm. his voice is outside. We're not sure, really. It's but... me texting him, pretending <laughs> to be a GM. <laughs> well, I thought it might be Frank because I, <laughs> I, I, when whoever is telling me the rumor, yeah. I sort of, I go back to the original sin, and it's usually either Frank or Bob. Mm-hmm. So, is 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 this like I? I'd like a right-handed defenseman. I don't think he's out there. But what do you think? I like that uh, Simone Benoit that Toronto got. I thought if you wanted to, and he signed for a year at league minimum. And his numbers weren't good last year, but find me a player on Anaheim who had good numbers last year. I felt like he was a, he would have been a really nice come in, push DeHarnay, push Broberg, safety blanket. Like Demers, you could send him down if he doesn't make the team out of camp. I liked him, and now I kind of look around and I go like, there's no one out there. No one out there is better than Broberg or DeHarnay. And, you know, they have options on the farm now. They got Cam Deneen last year at the deadline. He'll be a good farmhand for them. I, I like that Noel Hoffenmayer. Yeah. You just like saying his name. Yeah, yeah. It, and because it rolls off the tongue so mm-hmm. nicely, like Easily. Victor Fast. Um, <laughs> Noel Hoffenmayer, I think, I've read interesting things about him. I think they probably have enough depth there. Um, I would have been fine with like a Mark Pissick on a PTO, but I think he maybe, again, reads the lineup and goes, okay, the top four is set. The top five with Kulak is set. DeHarnay, Niemelein, and Broberg are competing for two spots. Yeah. There's just veteran players are smart. They know where they can land to crack a team. Uh, Tyler, you're Amtrak, our guest from Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. Wanted to ask you, because I think that when we're looking at this Edmonton Oilers team, there are some 
there is a little bit of room for a guy like Philip Broberg, maybe on the right side. Dylan Holloway, maybe on the third line. Of those two, do you do you see both of them spiking, or do you have one over the other in terms of expectations and maybe establishing themselves this year? Well, I have more patience for Holloway still, right? Second pro season. If he comes in and is like a decent third liner who scores 12 to 14 goals, I think that's a win. If Broberg comes in and is just what he was last year, which is a third-pairing defenseman bouncing in and out of the lineup, then... I think it's time to have some tough conversations about the kid. Right. Like it's kind of you know what or get off the pot time for Philip Broberg. Um, Such language. I know, but <laughs> I'm so great with my words. Uh, it's an it's a big year for him because yeah. if he breaks out, him and Kulak, I could see them being a very nice third pairing. Right? They're mobile. They move well. Very Broberg's totally. got the puck moving. Yeah. Like that has the potential to just be dynamite for Jay Woodcroft. If it doesn't work, I think we get to the deadline and it's like, okay, what does Broberg in the first get you? Because this team's got to be good now. Riddle me this, and I've looked at this six ways to Sunday, but I want your opinion on it. I look at Hyman on the right wing with McDavid and it's gone so well, and yet Connor Brown is here. And Kane did not play well a year ago with McDavid. He was injured. Previous year, he played pretty well with him. What does that top line look like? McDavid with whom? Well, everyone's going McDavid and Brown because they played together in Erie, what, eight years ago in junior? Yeah. And I look at the way Woodcroft's handled the forward group and the way McDavid and Dreisaitl have clearly liked the forward group to be handled. Kyler Yamamoto always stuck with Leon. Yeah. Leon was vocal about like he likes playing with him. Yeah. So what were the qualities he probably liked in Yamamoto? Tenacious on the forecheck, right? Wasn't afraid to go to the difficult areas. But the problem was he couldn't score. I look at Connor Brown and what are his best qualities? tenacious on the forecheck likes going to the dirty areas but he's got a shot and he can score i think connor brown and leon dreisaitl are a much better marriage than connor brown and connor mcdavid are yeah. um, and you mentioned hyman he plays well with mcdavid i think that's a duo you can kind of just lock in together and then you know maybe you're moving nuge and kane around maybe you're doing the thing you did last year when nuge is the 3c for a bit whatever but i think we're not maybe talking enough about how good of a duo Brown and Dreisaitl could be. Yeah, I think that's very astute, and I agree with you. I think uh, you leave Hyman there until he stops scoring at that rate and outscoring at that rate. Uh, I'm going to change gears with Tyler Uremchuk from Motors Nation. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, is the children learning? I just I, I look at Guerrero. He's not hitting as much anymore. Bichette is out, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I honestly thought they'd be, and they're like, they go into Oakland and now they're in Kansas City. They got to make, hey, it's not like, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but they look like a, a sputtering bunch. They, they don't have, they don't have the rhythm. The, they are one of the only teams in the league to not have a seven or eight game winning streak this year. Their longest winning streak this season is six games. Granted, longest losing streak is only five. So like, you know, that I guess is a positive, but you followed the sport long enough. Pretty much any team that makes the playoffs at some point in their season has like a 10-game heater. You, you know bet. I love 10-game heaters. I do. Um, and right now the Jays are they're the classic 10-game heater away from being locked <laughs> into this. That's your that's your signature that's my thing, yeah. verbal. Yeah. Um, and it's been a little disappointing to see how, again, they rolled through or they've been through an easy stretch here. Cleveland, Washington, Colorado, Oakland, and now KC. They haven't swept any of those series yet. And it's one of those things where they just always leave you wanting more because they'll go in two out of the three and you go, okay. It's Major League Baseball. Winning two out of three against anyone is good. Yeah. But you couldn't just get the job done and sweep one of them and really cement yourself in this spot. It's it's frustrating. But they're playing important baseball in September. That's a win. The pitching staff looks great. and They do. 
I'll yeah. be there in six days. I'm going Love to, I, I booked a trip like three months ago, and it just happens that I'm going to get to watch one of the biggest series of the year against Texas. I'll make a prediction while you're there. Vlad's going to go off. He is going to go off. He's going to hit like four home runs in a series, and that'll be, he'll get, that's the guy you're waiting for to get on a hot streak. He's so, he's too good to be where he is. Yeah. So there's a stat, and I know you're a big analytics guy. Average distance when a player barrels a ball, yeah. like clean contact and hits it hard. The MLB average is like 384 feet. Vlad's down at like 369. Is it bat speed? What's going on there? I think it's partially launch angle. I think there's a little bit of luck with Guerrero, too, where there's been a handful of balls this year, more than a handful of balls, where he barrels it, crushes it, and it's warning track, edge of the wall, hit right at the guy. And I think he's a player who... He's never going to be 2021, Vlad. I don't think he's winning an MVP in his career. He's just not that guy. Expectations probably need to be tampered a bit, but he has so much raw ability that, like you said, it just clicks. The luck changes a hair. The launch angle changes a hair, and he's capable of being the best hitter in the league for a two-week stretch. Love it. Um, Bill's fan, right? Let's go, Bills. I'll be at the home opener next Monday. And it, well, are, do you work I'm at all? No, what the not hell, at all. Man? Come on. So, like, so you're, you're, and you're complaining about your significant other at IKEA. And I'm dragging her to Buffalo. And how much are you rolling out the cash money? Uh, I know, let's I see. Know. Let's, let's put it all on the table and see how this, uh, the split goes. I feel like yeah. you shouldn't be complaining, <laughs> sir. I should not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's out buying things for the house and I'm like, hey, we could sit lower bowl at the Bills game. Come on. Well, she's uh, got Swedish meatballs though. <laughs> That's good. Um, I'm high on the Bills this year. How could you not be? Hmm. I know some people are making a big thing about oh locker room drama and stefan Diggs and is he unhappy i i don't buy any of that Diggs and allen are very close i think all of the frustration or riffs are a product of the 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 tough losses it's frustration it's competitive frustration it's not personal distaste for one another so i i'm very high on the bills i think they'll be good this year so uh, i need to ask this uh tyler your amtrak our guest because people are texting in okay and uh, apparently you have no show that you can people can text in for is that why they're texting i in do uh starting october 2nd i'm back to doing my daily live show to which i like that's the one with frank ah frank's on it yeah yeah, yeah. not that you're you know you don't need frank yeah, well. he's a nice like he's like the guitar player yeah. not the lead <laughs> uh ask tyler when he's wearing the donair suit so right now on the Oilers Nation YouTube, we are at 16,000 subscribers, and the deal is if we can get to 20,000 before our season opening party on October 11th, I will wear a Donaire costume, you know, like full-body Donaire costume sure. for a full 24 hours and document it. Here's my only question for that is you're not a Donaire guy. Like you're a trim, whatever age you are. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get It's not like you're a roly-poly-oly. I get roped into things a lot at Oilers Nation, a yeah. lot of things I don't want to do, but for the sake of getting the account to 20K, I'll, I'll pretty much do Who's the lead dog on all these things that make that people have to do uh, that they don't want? Is it Gregor? Uh, no, it's bag milk. It's 1,000% oh, always okay. bag milk doing this stuff to I me. don't trust him. <laughs> I mean, I, I trust him. But sometimes, like getting roped into wearing a Donaire costume, he was trying to get me to bleach my eyebrows. I had, to, I had to put a stop to that. That's a it, little forward. It, it's intense. Jeez. What is it? Uh, I will say that I love his dog. Frankie, yeah. No. So who does the work? Like Usu- a- Usually bag milk. Really? Yeah, so probably. that's why he can do this stuff. I know. That's why I don't have a lot of ground to stand well, on. Here. Will you do me a personal favor mm. as a friend? Never dye your eyebrows. Yeah, I won't. I, like, I, there is a line I have to draw somewhere. I think that's probably it. I mean, the Donaire suit is, Hilarious. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Right. 
I think I would, if I were him, I would go more make, dressing you up like a disco guy. Yeah, that is something that could be happening because we uh, we had our Oilers Nation golf tournament and I did a wager with a couple of the guys that if their group beat our group, they got to pick our outfits oh, for nice. an Oilers Nation party. So nice. I don't know what I'm going to be wearing that day. There's a whole bunch of possibilities. I, this is a personal aside and I am not mm-hmm. casting aspersions <laughs> or questioning anything about you, but I will say that there are times that when, when I'm looking at video or pictures of you at an Oilers Nation party, possibly in another city, that you look like you've imbibed a little. Are these are these moments where you're down there having a great time and it gets away from you, or are you just good at pretending? That's your polite way of saying it looks like I drink too much. <laughs> sure, I'm I, not your you dad. Know what? Hey, our our nation vacations are a good time, and uh, yeah, I, I won't hide that at all. We're doing Seattle. We're bringing. 30 Oilers fans down to Seattle for that game in November. We're doing a thing in Arizona, going to that one. They're, nice. they're a real good time if people can get in on them. The, the, the Kraken, like Seattle's such a beautiful city. Yeah. That would be a really nice one. What's the one that just sold out? Ira was mad as hell about it. Yeah, that was the Seattle one. Yeah. Um, so we're doing again, I think it's 30 people from Edmonton. And then I think we had another 15 spots. There was a bunch of Oilers fans in BC who were like, Hey, I don't right. need the flights. I'm driving, but can I still stay with you guys, go to the game? So we're going to have a section of like 40 plus Oilers fans at the game, which is nice. So this Oilers Nation thing, is it growing? Yeah, I mean, I think so. 16,000 YouTube subscribers. Very nice. Is that good? Uh, relatively speaking, sure. I don't know. I'm not yeah, trying no, to be it's, a jerk. It's solid. I, it, it's going I real good. And, know. you know, yeah. we have a big network now. We've expanded to so many different spots. And yeah. we got Gregor Show streaming on there now. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, I read you lots. And you're a really bright guy. And uh, the fact that we work together uh, shouldn't get in the way of enjoying <laughs> you. Uh, so. I'm excited to do this every week. Yeah. Every, if, you're, if you're okay with it. I know you're busy. Uh, yeah, lock got me in. lots of stuff to do. And I know that October will be a little busier. But as long mm-hmm. as you can come in, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. All right. Look forward to that. This is Lowdown with Low tied on sports 1440 it's the lowdown on sports 1440 driven by wolf gmc buick new name but same great team find them on the corner of 184th street stony plain road wolfgmcbuick.com if you're wondering who played the piano at the beginning of that that's pete townsend on a uh synthesizer synthesizer processed lowry organ i looked that up because I've always been curious. You know, here's, song. here's a song that's still in my playlist. Let My Love Open the Door. That one? Oh, yeah. Great song. Yeah, it's, it's still in my playlist. Still listen to it frequently. That's from Love an album that called uh, Rough Boys. In about yeah. 78, he did a solo album. Roger Daltrey's solo album, Suck. But, but Pete's, Pete's are he was good. The, he was the solo man. Okay. Yeah, he's, um, there's, uh, there's a song on there I can't remember that's really good, too. Aside from Let My Love Open the Door, it's... Uh, can't remember it. It's okay. It's gone. So this is a new feature that we don't have a name for it, and that's how new it is. But you're gonna you're gonna bring your brilliance every Friday, and you're gonna give us a list of five somethings. Yes, that's the plan. I'm gonna try and have some fun with it. We'll try and mix it up. I went for a bit more of a serious tone for the inaugural one. I'm doing the five best North American athletes to never win a championship. I don't know if you want to make any pre-list predictions or if you want me to just jump into it. I'm gonna line up my ducks in my order. And I can give some honorable mentions after because obviously it's a top five. Some people are gonna get left out. That's just what happens. But I'm gonna start it off in the five spot. Number five, the fifth best North American athlete to never win a championship. 
I have Dan Marino. One time, Very good. One-time league MVP, three-time first-team All-Pro, five-time passing yards leader, and he was throwing for 5,000 yards in an era where throwing for 5,000 yards was borderline unfathomable. People say it would be like an equivalent of 7,000 yards today, and that's what he was doing season in, season out. 5,000 yards, 48 touchdowns in 1984, the year the Dolphins went 14-2. and two. Uh, Just a magical season. Obviously, played in the one Super Bowl, never he, got it done, but I have my number five. He had uh, Mark... Duper and I can't remember the name of the other Mark. Imagine if he had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Eight thousand yard season. Yeah, that's how talented he was in an era when throwing the football wasn't what it is today. So he's my number five. He was a great player, and the fact that he didn't win a championship not, should not in any way uh, obscure or or take the uh, shine off what was a wonderful career. My number four spot, and listen, this one I think is going to get people going, you included, Mr. Low Tide. Number four, I have Connor McDavid. Listen, this guy is a yeah. three-time heart winner, a five-time R. Ross winner, four-time Ted Lindsay. He's a shoe-in to get 100 points every time he steps on the ice. The one season he didn't, he had 97 in 64 games in the shortened season. I think, we talked about Patrick Mahomes being the most talented thrower of the football ever. I think this guy by no means is the greatest, and let me preface as well. I do think he'll get one at some point, but I think he's already arguably the most talented hockey player ever you look at his resume if he called his agent today said get 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 a press conference tomorrow i'm done with hockey i don't love it anymore he has a resume that puts him in that top top five spot as far as i'm concerned well i i like that choice and i agree with you already because he's played um eight years and yep, 2015 he, draft year. Yeah, he should have a championship. Management's ineptness uh, cost him a championship. He's and a, I, he's a champion. I do think he'll get one. I do think he'll get a get cup one, one day. This time next year. That's the plan. Number three, I have Ken Griffey Jr. AL MVP in 97, 10-time Gold Glove winner, 7-time Silver Slugger winner, 13-time All-Star. Just He was a guy who made baseball flashy and cool, I think, for a lot of people. And obviously has the resume to back it up. One of the most exciting guys and one of the best defensive outfielders uh, for his time and arguably in the history of baseball. So I have him number three. The, the I saw him at his first spring training in Chandler, I think it was, Arizona. And he had the sweetest swing, just mm. smooth. You get yep. the hips out of the way perfectly, just gorgeous swing. And he hit a ball to Laredo that yep. day. I'll never forget. I was drunk, but I, I really enjoyed it. He made baseball an art form for a lot of people. Yep, he was great. Number two, I have Carl Malone. Two-time league MVP, 11-time All-NBA first team, 14-time All-Star. Here's one that really gets me. He is third all-time in NBA history in scoring, and he never led the league in scoring. There wasn't a single season he led the league, which just speaks to his longevity, uh, and I think that's incredibly impressive. He obviously had the two finals appearances where he fell short to Jordan both times. And then there was a period in the late 90s, 96, 97, 98, 99, where the MVPs went Jordan Malone, Jordan Malone. Now, granted, Michael Jordan was, of course, out of the league by 1999, but still, two-time league MVP third all-time in scoring uh, the two final appearances and a lot of people think he wouldn't be what he was without John Stockton I think to some degree that's true but I think he made more John Stockton more than John Stockton made Carl Malone yeah and he was still playing minutes when he was 40 yep he was Brilliant on that player. that 04 Lakers team where they tried to put the super yeah. team together to get a yep. ring and they ended up losing to Detroit yeah when yep. he was on his last legs Gary Payton was a guy who went that route and got a got a ring with the heat no Gary Payton so. was busy though he yeah he was going on the glove first ballot <laughs> number one my number one Amer- North American athlete to never win a championship. Any guesses? Or do you want me to just get into it? Well, I... You get in. I, I'm going to tell you mine and then you can tell me. You, you tell me your... And then I've got two that I want to talk about. Alright, my number one, and it's going to be controversial to some because because of PEDs, but... 
Barry Bonds. Yes, my I number, would agree totally. Yeah, my number one North American athlete to never win a ring. Seven-time NL MVP. Those are Wayne Gretzky numbers. Eight-time Gold Glove winner. Twelve-time Silver Slugger winner. Most home runs in a si- single season. And, of course, the most home runs in in uh, in MLB history. Getting intentionally walked with the bases loaded, which just speaks to the 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 stature that Barry Bo- that Barry Bonds was on that baseball diamond. So for my money, he is the uh, he is the best North American athlete to never win a championship. Yeah, Barry Bonds is the best baseball player I've ever seen, and uh, I saw him in in uh, two or three spring trainings. But even what I watched on TV, the numbers are Mike Jack Smith was the best player I ever saw, and then Bonds came along and was even better. I know he was a left fielder. I know he didn't have a great arm. But he, he was, you know, there were years where the most likely thing to happen when he was at the plate was a walk. And then the second most likely was a double. <laughs> he just didn't make a lot of outs and he was brilliant. I, the guy was spectacular and I, he's the best ball player I ever saw. And I know people will go, oh, no, I, I get it. I understand. I saw him. He was a skinny, skinny man when he started with the Pirates. And when he was done, his neck was was very large. I get all of that. I understand it. Now, what a brilliant player. We just got a text in. Where is Barry Sanders on this list? Barry Sanders was my first one off the list. He was my first honorable mention. It was yeah. between Barry Sanders and Dan Marino, and I thought the quarterback, a little bit more important to the game, contributes a little bit more to the game. And Barry Sanders, I mean, incredible. A two-time offensive player of the year, I believe it was. Incredible what he did with the Lions, but obviously walked away because of the mismanagement of that franchise. Uh, Dan Marino had a longer career, and I think the longevity plays into it. Yeah, fair. Um a couple of things. There's three players that I thought of, and they're all hockey players. But Mark Howe, uh, who was a great player, took forever to get the Hall of Fame because he didn't uh, he didn't win a Stanley. Norm Ullman, who's from around here, I think he was born in Provost, and, and uh, he played a lot. Of, he was a Detroit Red Wings um, prospect, so he played here. A great player, Norm Ullman. And when you're when you're looking at all of these names, and you mentioned McDavid, and and you know, if you include the folks who are still at least have somewhat of a chance, that's a long, long list. Uh, but when when the Toronto Maple Leafs won in 67, they haven't won since. And the heart and soul of the team, I mentioned them the other day, right after that, he was drafted in 70. And by 72, he was the man, Daryl Sittler. And he never won a Stanley. And he should have. He was certainly a championship caliber player, but he never did. Um, announcement from the Calgary Flames today, and I want to draw attention to it. I know everybody loves the Flames here in Edmonton, but they've, they've added some pro scouts and some some minor scouts, and there's a couple of names. Dennis Grabeshkov, who was a wonderful chaos defenseman for the Oilers 20 years ago. He's an amateur scout for them now. And Peter Labardius, reserve list scout, good guy, great broadcaster, fundamentally knows he's like the NHL guide and record book that Ken Holland talks about. Labardius is actually the personification of that. He can remember everything. So I'm delighted for, for Labardius and it's kind of cool that Mr. Grabeshkov is back in uh, the league. You know how you tell where, where this is how people like me, when Dennis Grabeshkov is named a scout, an amateur scout for the flames, I immediately go, okay, well he'll be scouting in Russia. That's how we do our research. Where is he from? And if, if he was scouting in the United States, somebody would have to tell us because we're not going that deep. 
What about Marcel Dion? Dion was a great player. But, I mean, we, uh, we were listing five, and I thought, I thought Declan did a really good job. And I thought the McDavid inclusion was inspired because it would be easy for him to overlook that. But McDavid is, I mean, he's one of the greatest players to ever play. I wholeheartedly believe he has the resume that if he walked away from the game right now, he is in that top five in that conversation. I think he will eventually become the best player, but we'll wait and see on that because time will tell. Paying homage to Mr. Gretzky. Dale Howard, Chuck, another great name. Are we able to listen to the lowdown on podcast if we're not able to tune in noon to two? Can you give people the way they can get it? Because I'm, I, I power it out every day, but you know. Yes, yes. I'll try and keep this uh, as clear and concise as possible. Yes, they will be available on podcast. That's first and foremost. At the old network, we had a system where when the hour wrapped up, you could pull the hour straight from the computer, edit it here, and upload it as such. Now we have a bit different of a system here over at Sports 1440. We don't have that ability to take it from straight from our computers when the hour ends. We have to be brought it on a memory stick by the engineering department, uh, and that kind of comes whenever whenever they can. So they do get up. They will get up later than usual. But I would imagine uh, most days, 630 is the latest they'll be up. And you can find them anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. The the links are always tweeted. So they will be up. And I do apologize because the timing, not what you're used to, but they'll be up. Well, and I think we just will adjust ourselves accordingly. I know that people like to drive with the podcast. So you might have to, you know, do it the next day. But we'll get it together. Don't worry. We're we are a... uh, in a period of transition. Listen, the podcast will make a great, great listen on your early morning commute the next day. So you'll always have that going for you. I'm uh, I'm always amazed that people... Do, are you a podcast guy? Yes, yes, love podcasts. Well, when I'm not listening to the, the Lowdown podcast, I like to delve into others. But yes, big podcast guy. Love listening to podcasts. Music's, music's generally, you know, if I'm at the gym, if I'm on a run or something like that. But if I'm just in the car, casually, it's a podcast. My daughter bought me Spotify for my I go walking and she bought me Spotify and I keep forgetting and she's getting angry and angry. She goes, I bought you this and you don't use it. But I I keep forgetting. But I think I would like to go listen to podcast. Do you, can you make a recommendation or two? Well, I, I you know, I don't know how similar our interests are, but one one I really love for for sports is part of my take. Now they have a bit of a comedic take on it. Uh, they cover all sports, mainly football, but they have some of the, uh, spit and chiclet boys in there occasionally, wit, biz, RA, whoever it may be. So they like to cover all sports. They add their own humor to it. It's presented by Barstool Sports, uh, and it's a great listen. It's a fun listen, and they do it three times a week. So there's plenty of content. I, I like, uh, podcasts about cheeses of the world. I'm sure you are cutting edge yeah i bet those are doing real well the one thing i was going to say is with the uh with the spotify gift you know there's there's a lot of selena gomez on there and i know how big of a fan you are total fan i just i didn't know her and now i i feel like i do because she's she's very witty and charming with this with this spotify present you can go back and listen to all her uh, her old stuff her old albums might not be enough hours in the day but it's an option does she have a lot of albums i don't know if she has a lot she definitely has some i mean she definitely she was a singer, still is a singer, so she's got some stuff out there. Happy to have you guys back on the radio. Just got out of class, so I may have missed some stuff. What are your thoughts on Broberg with Nurse? Would make for a very deep bottom four pairings, but you'd get some inexperienced paired with Nurse. Maybe giving Nurse a different role um, could spark something. What are your thoughts, Big John? Big John, I think they should look at everything. They've got, they have to get Broberg into the lineup or trade him. 
one of the two. And I think that that will be part of the regular season. Here's what I would do. I would run Nurse with CC as long as CC is healthy. I'd run Ekholm with Bouchard because they were so successful a year ago in 21 games and even into the playoffs. And then I would run Kulak with Broberg on the offside. Broberg played there last year and other years, and certainly in Sweden. I think it's an adjustment he can make. We'll see, but that's what I'd do. And DeHarnay would be the seventh defenseman or or the man in the press box. And he might change that, right? We're talking about, I'm talking about DeHarnay like he's he's not going anywhere. Those damn engineers, don't get them riled up, Alan. Oh, I could tell you so many engineer stories. I I I have been dog meat to engineers in my radio career maybe 1,000 times. And it never goes well for me. And it's because of my big mouth. I always say the wrong thing. Or I, I'm told to do something and I laugh and then I do it and it makes them mad. So I love engineers. Great to have you guys back on the air. How did you forget Dr. J? Uh, Dr. J won. Dr. Yes. Joey Servant won the championship. He, he did. Him and I Mo- remember it. Him and Moses Malone won you with the Philadelphia right, 76. Yeah, 77? No, 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 no. Yeah, it was 83. Yep. They should have won in 77, but it was, I think, Portland. Is because of Bill Walton. Seventy seven was was Portland, and Bill Walton was also MVP that year, and it was one of only two All Star years for him. He only finished with six thousand well, points okay, in his career. Can I tell you why? Injuries he was hurt all the yes. time. Yes, he was great when he played, yeah. and and a UCLA standout as well. But he was also one of the great lines in the uh, movie Airplane. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says, you try dragging Walton and Malone up. It was Walton and Lanier, yeah. No, but Lanier, yeah, you're Bob right. Lanier, yeah. God, you've got a good memory. Uh, well, you know what's actually crazy? I just watched Airplane a couple nights oh, ago. Oh, I yeah. love Airplane. My girlfriend bought, bought me the DVD at a garage sale for $2, and she wouldn't watch it with me, so I had to watch it by myself. But that line is fresh in my mind because of that. What is it about the... the that's a sweet thing your girlfriend did. She's thinking of you, and God love her. She she gave you a connection to something, and, and now you can live happily having watched that but the whole idea of not watching it like i get that i've had that in my life i understand it but so you got to sit there and they're doing something else well i mean we don't live together or anything so i watched it at home by myself she she oh, I, I, was, I was at her i was at her place she'd bought the dvd she said she didn't want to watch it so i went home and watched now, it but are you allowed to go over to her house or do you have to stand outside no she lets me in the door okay she lets me in but the only door. for a limited time yeah it's like 30 minutes at a time right. and i have to go outside and you know cool off and come right. back in well, but it's, it's when still, she's it's about thoughtful. to eat cheese do you have to go outside then as well she she knows better at this point. She just won't do it around me because she knows I can't handle it. Oh, my God. I've had people who say they like you, but they don't trust you because of the cheese thing. You should know it's probably limiting your, your earning potential for the rest of your life. People like cheese. My craft singles endorsement went out the window, which there was tough. It was go. tough to see that check go by. So by, close and what are you gonna do? so far. You're listening to The Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick on Sports 1440.